Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 29th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. We're also convinced, ladies and gentlemen, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. We have a lot to cover today. Two hours of hard-hitting talk. As you know, we are on the radio six days a week on the Sabbath we rest. A quick recap of yesterday's show starts now. We had our guest on, Mr. Chris Carlson, discussing all things liberty. And we really talked about money, money, money. We talked about the five reasons gold is an ideal medium of exchange. Doug Casey, internationalman.com, with that article. Half of all Americans are currently recipients of government money. Folks, beware of that. I mean, Mitt Romney said that. Many others have been saying that for quite some time. Uh, It's serious indeed. And uh, the most important reason that gold and silver is the perfect medium of exchange or money uh, is because of the God factor. God created constitutional currency, gold and silver. Man created fake money, paper dollars. Which do you want to trust, God or man, huh? Gold and silver has traditionally been the hedge against inflation, but now it's under continued and constant manipulation which is driving more money into bubble stocks and cryptocurrencies, etc. Beware, my fellow Americans. Higher inflation is here and it won't be short-lived, says Joel Skousen, worldaffairsbrief.com. Joe Biden is expected to propose a $6 trillion budget. You heard me, $6 trillion budget for 2022 that would break World War II debt records, according to the New York Times even. GOP senators are going right along. Yeah, they've got the bottom number on this thing. GOP senators are offering an almost $1 trillion infrastructure plan. Folks, we just cannot spend ourselves into oblivion like this and expect it to last forever. The chickens will come home to roost. It won't be a fun tale. I'll tell you that right now. That was hour one with Chris Carlson. Hour two equally as good with Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. We talked about the vaccine lies. They got caught in their vaccine lies. There's a guy by the name of J. Stephen Morrison. He's the director for the Center for Strategic and International Studies. They call it a Global Health Policy Center, okay? He now admitted openly that many scientists ignored and or rejected the COVID-19 lab leak view. Why? Due to their dislike or hatred of Donald Trump. Yeah, the U.S. government, believe it or not, now considers a lab leak 
one of the two likeliest scenarios for the emergence of COVID-19 from the Wuhan lab, even CNN's reporting that reality check now. Well, I've been reporting this from the very start, that it's a very significant possibility. Not only that it got leaked from a lab, but it wasn't an accident, that it was intentional. We've been saying that for over a year. Well, they lied and blackballed us and manipulated us and told us we were peddling over uh, fake news and took us down from Twitter and everyone else over this. But now some journalists are finally blatantly admitting that they did not seriously cover the lab leak reality. Well, because most prominent supporters were Republicans led by the Donald. Members of the follow the science crowd are now blatantly being forced to admit that they chose not to cover or in some cases actively debunked. Yeah. Why? Because Donald Trump pushed it. It wasn't about the science, although they claimed it was. They got caught lying. Facebook, believe it or not, now will change. Facebook will lift its ban on those who claim COVID-19 was man-made or manufactured. Facebook, believe it or not, listen carefully to this, Facebook relied on an investigation into the pandemic's origins that was compromised by the Chinese Communist Party influence. Furthermore, fact-checkers all over the country, such as PolitiFact and others, are now rejecting and retracting fact-check studies that debunked the reality of a Wuhan lab leak. And now they're, um, well, I guess struggling with their fact-checks. That makes you wonder if it was all influenced by the Communist Party through Facebook and the fact-checkers have to retract, how factual were their fact-checkers? No doubt we need to fact-check the fact-checkers. We've done that all year long, and now the truth comes out. Joe Biden's lawless regime at the same time is labeling you a domestic terrorist and they're teaming up with big tech to monitor what you say on social media and then they're going to give you repercussions if you step out of line. Joe Biden's spy agencies are now partnering with big tech, ladies and gentlemen, to monitor everything you say and collect information on what patriots are saying to one another. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they can download LibertyRoundtable.com two hours a day, six days a week to know what I'm saying. Good luck with that, you perverted thugs. There you have it. We also have a poor girl. She's the valedictorian of a Michigan high school. Her name is Elizabeth Turner, and she talked about God and Jesus Christ, but she got her valedictorian speech censored by the principal for openly talking about her Christian faith. He shut her down was told it was not appropriate to discuss at the school. Hopefully she'll sue their socks off. A teacher at a Minneapolis government school was placed on leave, listen to this, after wearing a Donald Trump mask to school. The problem, it was on the anniversary of Mr. Floyd's death. All right, there you have that. That's the recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday. Bottom line, the truth is coming out, and the truth shall make you free. Facebook, who's been shutting everybody down, and Twitter, who's been shutting everybody down uh, while they're in bed with the communists for their fact-checkers, what's the accountability for that? Now that we told the truth, they told the lies, they're backed by Communist Party influence, now it's all exposed. What about the damage done to my organization for being maligned and shut down and and dishonestly abused for over a year. They said I was fake news. They said I was racist. They said I told lies. They said I had no credibility. 
Uh, they shut me down and said I'm not allowed to peddle fake news. Now Joe Biden looking at us as domestic terrorists. What about all that now, ladies and gentlemen? If they lied blatantly because they hated the Donald about the Wuhan virus, what else will they not lie about? What other lies have they been telling you over the last 25 years plus I've been in radio? By the way, it is the 25th year celebratory reality of Liberty Roundtable Live. What about those repercussions? Let's get on the good sheriff. Sheriff Richard Mack, you're traveling everywhere. Thanks so much, and welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. It's really great to be back with you. It's uh, been a while. What do you think of all that, though? Uh, of Twitter and Facebook uh, lying and co- cohorting with the uh, the enemy? Yeah, but not just Twitter and Facebook. All the news organizations, all the government, oh, yeah. everybody, scientists, every, they all lied because they hated us. They hated Donald. They hate our narrative. They hate that we believe in Christ. It all comes down to God, family, and country, and they hate it, sir. Sam, we said it on your show that they were doing that. I know it. Now we we've been they, vindicated. We, yeah, and we know we knew they were lying all along, but now the the proof is in the pudding, and they're being exposed, but I mean, they're still going to keep doing it. I mean, they're, they're making a living off of it. They don't need the ratings because they're backed by billionaires and they're just going to keep, uh, keep on keeping on with the brainwashing and the lies. Uh, we, we knew in fact, we said on your show and numerous, well, not numerous, but a, f- a few other shows, uh, discuss this as well, that the hate is in a little bit, well, maybe even quite a bit, Sean Hannity, that their hate for Donald Trump was such that they would break the law, they would they would uh, support uh, murder or even be a part of murder, and we know that that has happened, and it's a it's really frightening uh, to look at the the extent that the the not just the left but just national media. And, uh, Together, I mean, not all of them are leftists. Uh, all of them are. Uh, some of them are just people trying to get a job, and they'll go along with it to keep their jobs, uh, despite uh, their uh, political views. Uh, their, their political views, notwithstanding, it, it doesn't matter. They just want a job and a career, and and so this this culture uh, among the media of such dishonesty and subterfuge is frightening. Uh, because they do have power, uh, and and they do have a lot of influence uh, across the board. And and I've seen students that are buying into this, and it's that's that's the place where I say it gets frightening, Sam. It just gets frightening uh, because it's control it's controlling uh, the belief system of the world, and it's the reason why. About 60, maybe 65% of the people of this country believe they should just blindly go get a vaccination. And, well, and, and that's we, where the criminal activity begins when they tell these lies. There's two things I want to focus on. The mandating for vaccinations uh, is the real core of this crisis. Not only do they yeah, lie it's... intentionally, but when we come back, we'll talk about a, a point that Ron Paul makes in an email to me. This is serious. And now that we've exposed their lie on this, we've got to push back a thousandfold to stop the next stage of what they've got planned in their tyrannical agenda. We'll talk about it with Sheriff Mack in seconds. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? 
you deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Rapid City, South Dakota. Gateway to the historic monument at Mount Rushmore. Blue skies, open country, a friendly and healthy population, and Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? Not a problem. The expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the expo and the university is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. At each and every Red Pill Expo, truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works. A world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bush from The Good Sheriff, Richard Mack, CSPOA.org. Hang tight. We'll be catching up with what he's doing and what's going on. I'm telling you right now, we've never seen such real Americans standing for God, family, and country like we are now. We'll get into that later in the broadcast with The Good Sheriff, who can't be everywhere at the same time, no matter how much we wish he could. What Kurt Crosby would say is we need to clone The Good Sheriff. Amen to that reality check. Uh, but Richard yeah. Mack, founder and president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association with us. We're live. We will be at Red Pill next week. Both of us, come see us, join us. We'd love to have you there. So Ron Paul emails me, Sheriff, and he says, Dear Sam, <clears throat> one day, that's right, one day is all it took. That's how long it took for my predictions, says Ron Paul, to come true about the Biden administration reversing course. On vaccine passports, they now admit they're working on a national version. How long will it be until Biden moves to create a vaccine passport as mandatory, ladies and gentlemen, just to go about your daily life and participate in society? That's why it's so critical that Congress acts immediately. Read my email below, then sign your petition, ladies and gentlemen, to ban vaccine passports at the federal level. Dear Sam, statism, this is an interesting statement that Rand Paul comes up with, and I love it. Statism is the acceptance of ideas so unpopular that they need to be mandatory in order to work. That's a really good, in my opinion, definition there. Statism is the acceptance of ideas so popular that they need to be mandatory in order to work. He says there's no better example of misguided status ideas than a vaccine passport scheme 
it's such a bad policy that many in the federal government had denied wanting one in the first place. But it means big pharma, bigger sums of money, and they get their funding from big pharma, so therefore the abuse begins. Instead, the statists are counting on the private sector led by private corporations to roll it out. But even that might not be enough. So we sent out a survey to see where everybody stood on vaccine passports, and they were soundly rejected. You agree with us at Campaign for Liberty that we need to be completely rejecting these forced vaccines or vaccine passports in a free society. Sam, now it's time for Congress to act with airlines, sports teams, and even the state of Oregon experimenting with a health certificate mandating vaccines. Folks, it won't be long till the federal government moves to create a federal version. They will create 50 sets of laws, creates too much confusion. That's why it's critical that you and I take action against this tyranny. Work on the petition, send it to everyone. How real is a vaccine passport, you might ask? Canadian officials have already announced that travelers coming into their country will have to use an electronic vaccine passport to prove vaccinated status. The state of Hawaii has already issued a mandated limiting of movement passport app called Hawaii Safe Travels to travel between islands. The European Union is rushing to implement vaccine passport in Americans for Americans to travel, and the U.S. is being closely included in that rollout so that laws between Europe and the U.S. will be similar enough. Even U.S.-based airlines are using a system called Verifly, which requires travelers to have documents to fly internationally. This is in place right this second. So the immediate question is, how long will it be before this requirement is in place to fly from COVID hotspots in America to other places in the world? Don't believe their denials. They're working on this feverishly at every level. President Biden and his administration have flip-flopped on the issue. Last said they won't mandate one, but now they're working towards it. Even Florida now is contemplating some things. The governor said no, but now they're saying legislatures are about to take on the governors and say yes. This is all coming to a head very quickly is the point. New York, one of the first states to push on a passport. The health bureaucrats like Dr. Fauci are quickly losing credibility. Amen to that reality check. But you need to sign the petition to demand that Congress ban federal vaccine vaccine passports immediately. Anyway, it goes on and on. But, uh, Sheriff, this is why I'm bringing this up, because it's gone global. The lies are global about this. And you know what? Now that we've exposed their lies on this, they shouldn't be able to follow up and mandate vaccines on their lies. That's where we need to draw the line, sir. Yeah, we should have been drawing these lines uh, way before now. Uh, but no one would listen. And uh, th- this is uh, worldwide acceptance of socialism and communism. Uh, it is a complete worldwide takeover, as you alluded to. And uh, I, I don't, uh, man, 
I don't see I, I don't see it stopping. You know, I, I hate to sound negative on that, but I don't see it stopping. Uh, it uh, it's gone uh, too far. It's uh, really accepted by uh, far too many people that this will save us. This will uh, save our lives, and uh, people are scared. Uh, people have been so uh, fear mongered and dumbed down and uh, belittled even. Uh, if you talk anything about the truth, uh, you are uh, immediately ostracized, bullied, uh, attacked, uh, and it's very orchestrated. Uh, it's uh, very well planned, uh, and uh, you pretty much stand back, Sam, and go biblical on this and, and simply state, an enemy hath done this. And uh, there, there's just no question about that. And um, I, I still believe, even on this passport thing, that the sheriffs can stop it. Uh, how would a sheriff stop the federal government from doing that? You simply get the sheriffs to unite, and you let the, sher the sheriffs let Congress and the federal government know the people of our counties will not be subject to your uh, passport mandates that require anything to do with personal health issues. And and the sheriffs could fight that. Could they stop uh, the passport from having that specifically put in there? Uh, maybe. Yes. And, and I'm going to say yes, they can. But their voice is going to have to be united. Uh, thousands of sheriffs are going to have to do that. And uh, so... Uh, and and not just the sheriffs. I'm not putting everything on the sheriffs. The governors and the states uh, must do likewise. Uh, city councils and mayors need to join with this voice. But the states need to reject this, and they can. And the sheriffs need to just really come out united on this. And I just don't know if there's too much that has been piled on the sheriffs that they're going to really be able to focus on this because look at all the crime that the sheriffs are having to fight because of the borders being open and another lie from the Biden administration that the border is closed. That, that what a joke. And, and, but they don't mind the lies or the propaganda or the brainwashing schemes. That's what politics has been uh, devolved to. Uh, and it's really, uh, Sam, Propaganda schemes have always worked. You can ask Hitler. Hitler rose to power because of it. And, and yeah, look, the sheriffs, just like Sheriff Tom Hodges says, Hodgson said that you know very well it from Massachusetts, the sheriffs can stop all of this. But the thing of it is, how much more are we going to put on the plates of the sheriffs uh, to save our country? And so, yes, we the people are going to have to rise up in righteous indignation. Uh, the sheriffs are going to have to do it. The states are going to have to do it. And this is really a lot of work for the states to do and the sheriffs, but it can be done. Well, and what they're doing is they're tying it eventually to federal dollars at the state level. Well, of course. <clears throat> and with um, this all happening, the question is how real are vaccine passports? Understand the lynch pin in this global scheme 
is the vaccine passport. Why? Because it ties your medical data to everything you buy, everywhere you go, and yes. everyone you spend time with. When we get back, let's talk about this a little bit more. we got a lot of other topics to move to as well. So it's a packed broadcast with a good sheriff. Become a member of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, a lifetime member at CSPUA.org today. Liberty Roundtable in seconds with a good sheriff. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Mike Fortier. The Republican co-chair of the 9-11 Commission criticizing Republicans who oppose a similar commission for the January riot at the Capitol. Former New Jersey Senator Thomas Kane telling The Guardian the failure to establish the commission is democracy's loss, and some Republicans are afraid of what they'd find out. New York Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer seems to agree. But out of fear or fealty to Donald Trump, the Republican minority just prevented the American people from getting the full truth about January 6th. The Republican minority just prevented the Senate from even debating the bill. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the commission would not have uncovered crucial new facts or promoted healing. A tense weekend expected in Oklahoma. Several events planned around Tulsa to mark 100 years since a deadly race massacre. Homeland Security warning white supremacist groups may target the events. This is USA Radio News. Friends, Mike Lindell is a great supporter of conservative radio, but most of all, he's a man who has invented a great USA product that will help you get a great night's sleep. For over three years, I've told you how the MyPillow Premium Pillow has changed my life. I get the best sleep of my life. But more importantly, the pillows don't go flat. You can wash them and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape, and they are made in the USA. Here's the best deal you'll ever get on a MyPillow Premium Pillow. $29.98 for a standard or queen-size pillow. Uh, King-size, only $5 more. You're saving $40. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call one 800 951 8175. You can save up to 60% on any MyPillow product when you use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175 and ask for the MyPillow Premium Pillow Special. A new COVID variant found in Asia. Vietnam's health minister announcing Saturday it has found a variant that's a hybrid of the UK and Indian variants. This variant said to be much more transmissible, especially in the air, and it replicates itself very quickly. Meanwhile, in the U.S., President Biden saying yesterday we're getting closer to his vaccine goal. I set an ambitious goal of getting 70 percent of adult Americans at least one shot by July the 4th. Today, just over a month to go, we're at 62 percent. Ten states have already reached the 70 percent milestone. Biden adds we're not just saving lives, but getting our lives back as America rebounds from the depths of the pandemic. President Biden's $6 trillion budget proposal released Friday. It prioritizes infrastructure, education, research, public health, paid family leave, and child care. But it does not include a national minimum wage of $15 an hour or a ban on using federal funds for most abortions, a ban in effect since 1976 and known as the Hyde Amendment. This is USA Radio News.
Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, the good sheriff, Richard Mack, CSPOA.org, and yours truly breaking it down just for you. Vaccine passports are being pushed big time globally, and it's all based on this lie that, you know what, we don't know the origins of the coronavirus, and it's going to kill everybody. And on that fear, they're peddling their porn of tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. It has got to stop. How real is a vaccine passport, you may ask? Understand the linchpin in this global scheme is the vaccine passport. Why? Because it'll tie your medical data to everything you buy, everywhere you go, and everyone you spend time with. The health bureaucrats like Dr. Fauci are losing credibility quickly. So there's a very short window of time that they have to push this dishonest agenda before we expose it. Uh, The problem is that Americans aren't getting the news about the lies fast enough. Americans, even though we're learning the truth, have been lied to and manipulated based on, quote, science for literally over a year. The two week we got to stop the spread turned into over a year, and they're still peddling the lies. Ladies and gentlemen, credibility crisis for bureaucrats, but only if they can get the news, Sheriff. Well, that's true, Sam, and uh, that's why the the news has been so manipulated, controlled, and uh, focused on uh, uh, securing the support of the masses uh, through this fear-mongering. And it's worked. There's no question. It has worked. And uh, that's why it's vital that uh, uh, <laughs> your news agency get uh, funded and and uh, go much more viral and um, that all the uh, alternatives and that the people get involved in this process. And, uh, well, I came outside to kind of enjoy the beautiful morning, but the dogs are kind of being too noisy, so I'll get away from that. I don't have dogs, but the neighbors do. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Sam, it, it. it's, 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 really, it's really amazing how effective this has been. And uh, that's what that's what scares me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'll admit it. I'm I'm scared of this, but um, that also motivates me uh, to uh, stop it, to counter it, to fight it. And just like you said, that petition drive to to get Congress, you know, it, it, a, another petition to Congress. You know, I, it just makes me wonder <laughs> uh, what they're up to. Yeah, you know, because they're so busy fighting between the Democrats and Republicans. Uh, about filibuster and about uh, uh, just as your, the news uh, exposed uh, January 6th uh, commission, you know, and comparing that to a 9-11 attack, you know, oh my gosh. Uh, so uh, anyway, it, uh, uh, th- there's so much and the piling on of this is just kind of astonishing. Well, it's not kind of, it's absolutely astonishing. And, uh, that's the uh, look at all of the that happened to to this and to our country and to the world just in the last we could just say a year but definitely the last 16 months it it's it's astonishing what's what's gone on and how fast uh the agenda of the marxists in the world uh is being so successful uh even though marxism and communism have nothing but failures behind them, uh, they still know how uh, to put out the propaganda to, to 
counter any of that. Uh, we're, we're here to help you. We're here to save you. We're here to protect you and your family. Oh, and we're going to protect your children. And uh, <laughs> boy, Sam, you tell the truth uh, about any of that, uh, and you're going to get blasted. And and you and I have been blasted. And uh, so, well, yeah, if you don't go along, Sam, you're a domestic terrorist. There you go. And you're also But I'll tell you racist. the good news. Uh, you're a racist, absolutely. Darn right yeah, you're a racist. Yeah. That, see, those are the only ways that they can marginalize uh, and create these, um, in my opinion, scare words that literally deflect the discussion so badly uh, that, yeah. that Americans have not been able to get on track for over a decade of this abuse. But they've, they've overreached now. They're calling everybody a racist. They're calling blind people racist like myself, who don't even know what color you are and don't care. Okay, they're just lying to the point where it becomes so painfully obvious uh, that, it's, that it's, I don't want to say it's comical because race is always serious, right? But it's comical in that they're just nuts on parade. I'll give you an example. The Daily Caller Foundation and Judicial Watch just filed a lawsuit against Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Why? Because the mayor refused to accept an interview from a Daily Caller white reporter. I guess the guy's name is uh, Thomas Catnachie. I think is how you say his name. Uh, but he's white, and so she said, I won't even interview with white people anymore. And then they're calling us racist, Sheriff. Right, By the way, right, I'll exactly. interview anybody white or black or Asian or any rainbow i don't care any ethnicity if they're kind and appropriate whether we agree or disagree we'll have a great interview we'll be civil and we'll do it in the traditions of our founders what do you say to that you're a racist yeah i guess i am yeah, darn you, right you're not siding you're not siding with a, a racist black person so you're a racist Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just say we're all God's children. Let's be kind to each other and stand shoulder to shoulder for the things that matter the most. Try the principles of liberty for starters. You just don't have the agenda down right, do you? Yes, I don't. You know, and Sam, that's that's the remarkable thing here is that you and I have always felt that way, that we really, you and I, and, and a lot of people that you and I know, that we deal with every day in the CSPOA and, and, and in everything that you and I do, we deal a lot with the, uh, people like um, Michael Peruca and Brad Rogers, and and w- you know we could add a bunch of names to that. Kurt and and so many others, um, e- e- even people like the Bundys and and Ken Cromar, and who really believe in the notion that all of us were created equal, and that we really sit down at the table as equals to discuss how we can make America better. Now, let's explain this equality discussion because some people are confused. You know, we're not all equal, ladies and gentlemen, in the sense that I'm blind and you have sight, so that's not equal. We're not equal in the fact that Richard Mack's taller than I am and can score baskets easier than I can. Or that, okay, what we're talking about when we say equal, we mean equal before God to receive his love and enjoy the principles of liberty if we keep his commandments. But we're equal before government in terms of our rights. So it's an equality over rights discussions, uh, not the fact that somebody has blue eyes and somebody has brown eyes. Or that, okay, understand the equality discussion. Men and women are not equal. 
in a factual sense. Women are a lot prettier than men, in my personal view, right? Okay, but yeah. what we're saying is we're talking about rights and equality before God and government, and we should treat each other as equals. In other words, not one individual above another for any man-made construct is the point. And we need to really understand what equality here means, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good uh, description. I would also add to it that w- when we're born, we still are born in the eyes of God equal, even though there's a lot of differences between us. I mean, there's a lot of differences, uh, but most of those are physical and, and, and have nothing to do with the opportunity that one we are born with and that is the role of government is to make sure that the playing field is equal. And, and you're right. It's going to be that we all have differences. And like they say in France, uh, viva la différence. And, and I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, variety is a spice of life. And I always wonder when I'm teaching school, you know, why is this kid so uh, making school so difficult for himself and these other kids over here really apply themselves and really don't make school a problem. But it, it happens in every class, and there, there, there's always somebody who wants to make school uh, difficult. Uh, their behavior, they want to make it to where uh, they're, they're singled out, and uh, it, it happens. And so I, that way, there's always going to be uh, – problems and differences but but we all have equality under god's eye and we all have equal opportunity and some say well what about poor people you know what i will say that the biggest problem with opportunity in this country is poverty it's not race it's poverty yeah and you want to know how to solve that sure Lower taxes, have the government get the heck out of the way so that Americans, who are some of the most generous, charitable people on the planet, uh, can love and serve and work together and solve problems in the private sector. Uh, The free market. I have something to tell you about when we come back, about my wife and what she and my daughter did. All right, we'll do that in seconds. Uh, The free market, ladies and gentlemen, is the key to that exercise. I'm telling you right now, we're going to talk about Richard Mack and his wife and daughter. We're going to also talk about Greg Abbott coming up on Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. 
Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Live and on your radio, the good sheriff with me, CSPOA.org, the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association. By the way, have you been red-pilled yet? Have you taken the red pill? Have you been uh, awake to the realities of the tyranny they're trying to foist on the rest of us? I'm telling you, redpillexpo.com is the website. Check it out. We'll see you in South Dakota next week live. We will be broadcasting live from that event. I might clarify and make sure you're aware of uh, it's next weekend, folks, the 5th and the 6th of June, and we will be there. Sheriff Mack and I will both be there live. We would love to see you. If you can't make it in person, though, we get it. Uh, but there's a streaming option you could purchase as well, inexpensive. You can watch the proceedings from your own home. You can listen to your radio and keep up with what's going on and a whole lot more. Redpillexpo.org for that. Sheriff, your wife and daughter are working on a project, huh? I got to tell you my line, though, Sam, uh, before that, yes, at the Red Pill Expo. Remember, yes, what we're offering is the truth. <laughs> Heard yes. that. Sounds and the right proof is here. in the pudding Don's over the last right. year. They lied. We told the truth, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Dawn's right here. Do you want her to tell you what she did with all my food storage? Uh, I'm scared, want... but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dawn. Okay, here she, here she is. Hi, Sam. Hello, the sheriff's better half on your radio. This is a rare treat. Welcome. Thanks. How are you doing? <laughs> We're doing fantastic. Good, good. Yeah, we we had a lot of food storage. My uh, my girl said I've never seen so many cans of beans and so many cans of corns. And what was Dad thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we decided to take some of it to a food bank here close to us. I think it was St. Luke's of the Mountain. And when we got there, the, the shelves were literally empty with just a few cans. And they were just about in tears um, because they didn't know what they were going to do. And they were actually the third uh, food bank that uh, we had called. The first one didn't answer. The second one said that um, they couldn't take anything after a certain uh, time. And so we called the third one, and they said, yes, yes, please 
So anyway, they were pretty excited and said that they had been praying that something would happen. And then here we came with like a few dollies of food. So it was. And Don, this just goes to show two things. One, what the good sheriff and others do behind the scenes that you may not hear about. Most of the time, these things go unspoken and unmentioned. We're not really looking for credit. The reason we're telling you this right now on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Richard wants to let you know what his wife's spending her time on, number one. But number two, and more importantly, really, the need is so great, Don. It is. It is. Well, thanks so much, Chair Sheriff. Good you betcha. Thank you. you. There she go. The better half on the radio. You, you got, well, Sam, what have you been married? How many years? Uh, on the 20th of May, it was 46 years for us. Well, congratulations to both of you. And again, I know you don't really like to highlight the good that you do behind the scenes, but I really think this is important because because of COVID, because of all kinds of reasons, economic turmoil and everything else, the need, I don't know that it's ever been greater, Sheriff. Yeah, that's true. And and uh, Sam, uh, the, the thing of it is, I didn't want them to do it. They did it while I was on tour, and they took my, they took hundreds of cans of corn and beans, and gave it to the poor. And so I had a hard time not liking that part. So, um, but yeah, it's a Catholic church, Sam. I'm not even Catholic. Come on. <laughs> but you, you know, know what, though, the the Lord works in mysterious ways, my friend. Uh, sometimes yeah, the, the, the women have a greater understanding of the needs than we do. Uh, and, and our job is to protect, protect beans and, and, and stuff like that. Their job, though, is to share and love and spread kindness and service and, and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes we just need to acquiesce and say, I get it. Well, Rick Dalton was over here uh, getting some supplies because he's actually going to substitute for me on tour while I'm here uh, with uh, Jaden getting baptized today. And and then uh, next week, of course, I'm going to be at the Red Pill Expo. And so I'm going to be off tour for 10 days. And Rick is going to take my place. He's literally going to be on the bus. Sonia, uh, Tanya's picking him up today at the airport in San Antonio. And then after they have their rally in Fredericksburg, uh, he's going to join the tour. Something That's you didn't the Arise USA like bus, if you don't know what that is, ladies and gentlemen, he's yep. talking about. Um, Arise USA, it's a resurrection tour. Um, it's the tour of the century, riding for faith, family, and freedom, and it's going to be what in Texas um, today? Yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, just going into Texas. I think they were there last night, got in Texas last night on the east side, and now they're kind of moving west, uh, where Fredericksburg is, where Don and I used to live, where the CSPOA was founded, Fredericksburg, Texas, Gillespie County. And uh, so, yes, uh, that's it. And and so just to finish with the corn and the beans, um, we're moving back to Gilbert, uh, about 45 minutes away from where we live here. And uh, we've liked it over here, but Gilbert is better and Gilbert is um, a much more peaceful area. And uh, we moved over here to be close to the school where I was teaching. Well, I'm not teaching there anymore. So it's taken us a while, about five, six months to get this move uh, done. But um, they saw all this food storage and uh, they just said, uh, our new home isn't going to have enough room for all of this. And and, uh, Mandy's taken some of our food storage. Lucy's taken some of our food storage back to Utah. And uh, with them on their way back. You want to know what else they said, Sheriff? What? They said that this stuff's supposed to be purchased 
and rotated, and they're just involved in the exp. exp, exp <laughs> they're what rotating. Is it? The uh, expedi <laughs> or uh, what's the word for it? Um, they're uh, speeding up the rotation. I don't know what word do you. There's a word I'm looking for, but anyway, they're trying to speed up the rotation. Is all they're doing, sir? Right, right. Yes, they are. And uh, Rick said the same thing I did. That, that's the point I was trying to make. You can't have too much corn or beans. That's what I've always said. I kept that's telling right. that. You can't have too too many cans of beans. You can't have too many cans, but what you got to do, though, is rotate them so they're at least, you know, their yeah. longevity is good. They don't do any good yeah, if they get to 40 years or something like that or whatever, and nobody can well, eat can them or use them. we got to use them. A, yeah, canned goods, you, you do have to do that with. Uh, of course, we have the freeze-dry foods of the last 30 years that we got from freeze-dry guy. Um, yeah, the others so are like, what, that. five years pretty much? But a canned good is probably three to five years. Yeah. Maybe just so you, three. You got to rotate that stuff. And, and so they're doing right. you right. All you got to do is just keep investing in it slowly but surely yeah. and, and just know the Lord's going to bless you when you share with others in need. Well, and it's all going to work well, out, Sam, man. I'm trusting you here. Do not tell Don or Lucy because after we get to that new home, I'm going to find a place to go buy a $500 more canned goods. I'm going to do there it. There you go. They told, me, they told me I'm grounded from buying any more canned goods. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. You're, you're just <laughs> but seriously, the food, the food that they took over there was uh, nearly $1,000 worth of food. So, well, yeah. you know what? Americans across the country uh, follow the example of the good sheriff's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to the sheriff on this one. Listen to his wife. Okay? <laughs> right. You know, Sam, I really was touched when they told me what happened, that these people were so grateful uh, and so touched uh, by uh, Lucy and Don's uh, generosity that I was really glad they did it. And it really made me feel good that it went to such a great cause. And uh, the, the people that need that food, uh, God bless them. And I'm glad that we were able to help. Yeah, I, and I it really just is. goes to show, too, that needs are relative, right? I mean, in other words, we would yeah. say we need it, and we do, especially if there's a food crisis, we'll, we'll need it. At the same time, needs are relative a little bit. I mean, sometimes I think our life is so blessed, it's hard for us to really realize what do we really need kind of a thing. And this puts it right. in perspective as well. Yeah, I think it does. And, and uh, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has been preaching over 100 years that we should all have food storage. And uh, that there will be a time when uh, the only food that we're able to ac to access uh, is within our own homes and our own gardens. And so um, I, I think we need to make that plain to the to the people on your show uh, that everybody should be looking at food storage and be very serious about it. And and for you and your family, you should start take, uh, making preparations now while you still can. And a little over a year ago now, there was food shortages. There's still food shortages now. They're not as prevalent as they were when this pandemic thing, suppose this pandemic fear mongering started. And, uh, you know, we have lots of paper goods. That's another thing that uh, we bought, that I bought a lot of. And uh, I just did it. I kept doing it. And I was ahead of, I was ahead of it when, before the shortage started. I was buying uh, paper goods like crazy and uh, still did so afterwards. But uh, we have a year supply of uh, toilet paper and paper towels and uh, Kleenex. And uh, it's there. So uh, we have napkins and Kleenex and, yeah, you name it. We we got the paper goods. And 
And so, I, you know, just a little shout well, out. Well, too everybody. bad you didn't get enough of the and government printed paper goods called money. You need more of that, yeah. sir. <laughs> yeah. And the, the word is don't have your money in a bank and don't have cash. You know, so there you go. You know, I think I think I still think that you need a supply of cash on hand. Of course you, know? you do. I'm just I'm just kidding. Uh, we need more of it. That's for sure. Yeah. It grows on trees. Don't worry about it. That used to be a joke when I was a kid, but it is real. It does grow on trees for fake money. That's for sure. And I will say this, though. There is a supply chain challenge, uh, partly due to the COVID. And I learned something about the COVID that you really should know. You know, businesses okay. say the darndest things when it comes to COVID. When they say something. And then they, you say, why? And they go, well, it's because of the COVID. Uh, things just don't make sense. So we've only got four, you know, two cash registers open out of 20 because of the COVID. And I said, well, if you put everybody through two cash registers, you're increasing the likelihood that I get COVID. If you have 20 and we all spread out, what about social distancing cash registers? And I really learned something because I pushed hard and talked to a manager one time. Because I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This is crazy. Get me your manager. And, and the manager explained, he said, there's two sides to COVID. Listen. One side of it is we want to social distance and all that kind of stuff. That's the normal side to not spread the cocoa. That's the side you're looking at, Sam. But here's the other side from a business point of view. Anything we can do to save money and blame on the COVID is a good thing. So this is about saving money for us and keeping us alive in the uh, pandemic scenario. Not about keeping you safe, but more about us saving money and um, being able to survive uh, these uh, you know, difficult times we're going through. And it really kind of opened my eyes to when they blame things on the COVID, understand most of the time they're really just trying to take advantage of it and save money. That's why the shorter hours. That's why the less lines. That's why the less products in the store. You don't have to inventory uh, as many products. That's why, and it goes on and on and on. Interesting tidbit I learned, Sheriff. Yep, we've got lots to do, Sam. Get your food storage. All right. And next hour, we're going to talk a lot more about what the good sheriff is already doing. He's traveling like never before. I want to talk more about the bus tour. I want to talk about Freedom Fest coming up as well. Red Pill coming up. The sheriff is traveling everywhere. I mean, it's just tremendous times for liberty as more and more Americans wake up. Get your food storage today. If you have a lot of food storage, share with the needy too, please. The better half of the good sheriff leading the charge on that one. What do you call that? The, the kitchen militia taking action, baby. You got to love it. All right. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. LibertyRoundTable.com. CSPOA.org. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Get involved. You can make a difference. God save the republic. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. Alright, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman of the Good Sheriff, Richard Mack on your radio, Hour 2 at 2. This is Liberty Roundtable Live for May 29th of the year of our Lord, 2021. And I just gotta laugh at the top of the hour news. <laughs> oh, man. The credibility of the CDC is just destroyed. I mean, I'm, uh, now they did another reversal. Kids can wear mouse, masks outdoors with a list of government-approved exceptions, Sheriff. <laughs> it's not really funny, wait, 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 it's wait, wait, comical. 
Wait, they said what about outside masks? Now kids at summer camp can wear masks outside with some special uh, exceptions. Oh, special exceptions. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's just they've lost credibility to the point where it's almost, if it wasn't so real, it would be comical. Yeah, yeah, it would. It's just, what? Oh, no, kids can't wear masks outdoors. All the adults can, but kids can't. Kids are the least likely to get the cocoa and have it harmful, right? Yeah, they're, they, it's, it's uh, statistically uh, non-existent. They don't get it. <laughs> and if they do get it, if they do get it, statistically speaking, that's where it's really non-existent. Uh, uh, the mortality rate of kids, adolescents, teenagers is virtually non-existent. That's why I'm saying I mean, it's literally comical. And now they're like, oh, they yeah, I guess that. kids can wear masks outdoors, too. But let's create a, an exception list to make sure that you know that we're relevant and we're the knowledgeable experts. <laughs> anyway, I just think it's comical. It's, it's a sad, sad tale to tell, Sheriff. Yeah, it is. And um, you, you struck it right. You, you, you threw the pitch right down the middle when you said, that the CDC has lost so much credibility. If anyone would investigate that, you'd see for yourself that the CDC and World Health Organization are nothing but, as you alluded to, jokes. And it's laughable. If it wasn't so sad. Oh, if it wasn't so sad and if it wasn't so serious. And if the repercussions weren't so great, it would, it would literally be comical. I mean, I just look at, All right, you were talking about food stores last hour and I wrote a headline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Richard Mack uh, told the story last hour. I guess his his wife told the real story uh, that they gave right. a bunch of food storage <laughs> to the needy, and they actually, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, uh, worked with the Catholics to get it done. And what a tremendous thing it is! Uh, and so we're grateful for that. But here's the headline I wrote about it. You ready? Yeah. Food storage. Get it. Share it. Eat it. <laughs> well. We did all three. Amen. Good work. <laughs> we Thank got you it. very much. We shared it, and we've been eating it. As a matter of fact, when I got home from my tour yesterday, I was, I was going to literally make some corn and bean hash, uh, you know, just kind of like my mom used to just throw everything together, you know, leftovers or whatever, muscos, what she called them. And uh, I was just going to put it together with some green chili that I also bought quite a bit of and uh, just have them eat it for lunch with me yesterday. So I'm still going to try that. I mean, probably won't be today because we're having the big thing with the baptism and all that. And uh, Lucy and Jordan, uh, her husband, already have it all uh, planned out, the dinner and everything. And, uh, of course, there's going to be a big swimming party afterwards. But, you know, we kind of had that last night, too, because uh, Mandy has a real pretty swimming pool. And it's really nice. And so it's going to be kind of a family reunion uh, I think the only one that, well, the only one that's not going to be there is Josh and Jimmy. Jimmy's working up in Coeur d'Alene, and uh, he's going to go on tour with me. He wants to, Jimmy really is dedicated to the to to the work I've done, and he wants to, uh, he loves it, and he asked me if he could go on the bus for a while. So he's going to spend a week with us um, right after uh, the Red Pill Expo. Excellent. So, looking forward to that, too. Yeah, we need to bring Jimmy uh, to the Freedom Fest. Yeah, maybe so. Um, he he would like that, and he uh, he's never been to Mount Rushmore, 
so I told him uh, he he wanted to go this weekend. I said, no, there's going to be some other one. That you, you tell him that and... Sam Bushman wants him to be at Red uh, at Freedom Fest. Okay, all right. Now that's what you tell him. You tell him that that I'm asking for him to be able to go. All right. All right, there you have that. There's so much going on in the news, ladies and gentlemen. It is hard to really fathom. Sheriff Richard Mack has been traveling like no other. I mean, I've watched <laughs> um, the sheriff since he beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court, the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered in American history, um, where the federal government literally has no authority in the states. Bottom line, reality check uh, starts now. Uh, and it, it's been that way for, uh, you know, since our founding. Uh, but in modern day, they've literally codified that reality in a court case win for the sheriffs against uh, the Bill Clinton administration back in the day. Now, the reason this is so important is at Freedom Fest coming up, which is uh, July 20th through the 25th, freedomfest.com to learn more. Um, they're, they're having Richard Mack in a breakout session literally speak to this and let a lot of people know about this. This is tremendous news. And hopefully we'll get the coverage of the news we need on this thing. But, man, you've been traveling uh, ever since the pandemic started. People are starting to wake up because of the tyrannical push of, you know, the mask battle, the vaccine battle, the stores being shut down. The I mean, people are waking up like we have never seen before, Sheriff, ever. And we've been at this for a long time, 30 years. We've never seen this, sir. Yeah, the greatest amount of abuse has created the great awakening of the uh, 21st century, you know, it, it really has. And um, with with great abuse comes uh, great awakenings. And uh, I believe that Soros and his ilk and the international uh, bankers and cabals and cartels have gone too far. And I've actually said this. Are we intelligent enough to know, Sam? when we've gone too far are we sensitive enough to the truth to know when we've gone too far i believe that these people have uh, made this happen to where we are now realizing that we've gone too far uh, that we're actually putting people in jail for not having a, a forced uh, governmental face diaper and this is this is awakening and that's one of the innocuous things that's going on, Sam, as you've alluded to uh, the first hour. Uh, with the uh, forced vaccinations that are coming, was, oh, they're not going to force you. You just can't have a passport or you can't go anywhere and you can't do anything and you can't even go into a grocery store because they've already set that up, haven't they, Sam? Part of the subterfuge is they've set it up. If you're not doing what we say, if you're not, instead of wearing a mask, having your vaccination passport with you that passport isn't going to be just for going um, state to state or foreign countries sam as you've already talked about hawaii and what they're going they're already doing they're the strictest in the country about uh the vaccination and the mass if if we don't do what they say we will be sitting in our homes uh literally so therein lies the food storage suggestion because if you don't do what you're told, uh, the government is not going to allow you to leave your home. And that's what that's the way it's looking. Don't blame me for making that, uh, drawing that conclusion, because that is what they are trying to do. But I believe, Sam, that this great awakening is going to stop it all. And if the sheriffs are not so inundated 
with all the other uh, criminal activity that they're promoting, that this uh, communist takeover is actually promoting across the, the world and across our country, and especially at the border, where literally, Sam, uh, the present administration in the White House has now created such a problem at the border that it's going to keep sheriffs and law enforcement tied up across the country if they're even allowing law enforcement to exist, which they're also trying to destroy. Yeah, we'll get into some of that here in a minute, but let me articulate how hot this battle is becoming. So let's take the state of Idaho is kind of the, um, I don't know what you want to say, the the fishbowl for viewing, if you will. Uh, So I don't know if you know this, but Brad Little is the governor of Idaho. Yes. Brad Little is supposedly a conservative Republican governor, but uh, the guy's not very conservative, okay? And the battle mm-hmm. rages on. Ammon Bundy has been in a battle with the governor for quite some time. Ammon Bundy and several other people are running for governor uh, in Idaho. And there's actually right. some true conservatives running, and it's hard to know which conservative to vote for. Joel Skousen wrote a whole article on this in his worldaffairsbrief.com. But here's what happened to show how hot this battle really is. In the awakening of people. So listen to this carefully. Idaho Lieutenant Governor. Her name is Janice McGeegan. Okay? Mm-hmm. McGeegan. Janice McGeegan bans mask mandates while Governor Brad Little was in Tennessee out of town attending a Republican Governors Association meeting. So he leaves. <laughs> She's in charge while he leaves, right? Right. And she just flat out didn't tell anybody. She just created an executive order and banned the mask mandates. And so she used her temporary status to ban the mask mandates. Brad Little gets back and freaks out, says she's out of control, says she's a tyrant. (laughs) And the American people are, you know, sitting at the the front seat watching the fishbowl of Idaho going, who's who around here? (laughs) But the conservatives are getting exposed. And Janice literally stood up, in my opinion, tall and said, we're not doing this. God bless um, We're finding out who's who in a real way on the ground, live in Idaho and across the country. And we've got more battles to tell you about. Greg Abbott standing up, too. We'll talk about that at Texas. Speaking of Texas, border sheriffs. Uh, we'll talk about that with Richard Mack in seconds, but it's hot. I want to get your response on Brad Little, Janice McGeegan battle, and then we'll come to Texas in seconds, Sheriff. Hang tight. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 
The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Back with you live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So the battle between Brad Little and Janice McGeegan, uh, unprecedented. You literally have a lieutenant governor. I don't know that I've ever heard of this happening. Literally, the, 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 the um, governor goes out of town, and the lieutenant governor filling in steps up and literally reverses an order. The governor get back, gets back and freaks out and says she's acting tyrannically. I mean, this is, have you ever heard of that kind of stuff, Sheriff? Man, Sam, <laughs> uh, that's pretty amazing. Love it. Absolutely. I agree. It's shocking, and it just shows you, hey, do you want the Brad Littles or do you want the Janice McGeegans? Both supposedly conservative. It's just one's a conservative in a moderate swamp monster way, and the other one's conservative for real. Janice McGeegan, uh, it looks like for real. That's gutsy, Sheriff, and that's the kind of guts we need to defend our sacred republic, sir. Yeah, I, I totally support the lieutenant governor in, in Idaho. Uh, you know, uh, if 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 the if Governor Little can issue uh, mandates and executive orders, and then in her in his uh, absence, she does the same thing. What's he to say about it? What you know? What one good executive order deserves another, and uh, God bless her for that. What a what a courageous stand she did because she knew he probably wasn't going to like it but god bless her for it and uh, uh governor abbott god bless him and and uh he's he's doing a lot more than tanya and i ever thought he would do uh he i used to live there he used to be my uh, uh governor uh, i think he might have been the attorney general at the time um but uh i i do i was there when he was running i gave him a copy of my supreme court case but this is this is we're starting to see uh, like we said, the resurgence and the great awakening. We are. Um, and we see that people are starting to really kind of take on the federal government from the states as well. Before it was Richard Mack saying so uh, and Sam Bushman, and they would say, no, listen, their statements aren't really accurate. Now we're literally starting to see governors and sheriffs and all kinds of local and state officials saying, hey, Fed, you can't just do whatever you want here. That's not happening on my watch. This is unprecedented, Sheriff. Yeah, and that's exactly what that's exactly what we're trying to get the sheriffs to say. You know, you're not doing this is not going to happen on in my county. Uh, 
not as long as I'm sheriff, this is not going to happen. And that's exactly the rhetoric we want to hear and see from our sheriffs nationwide. Uh, uh, as you know, 99.9% of the time when the sheriffs do take that sort of stand, they win. And there's no reason not to believe it's going to happen again and again and again, especially if we uh, get united on this, Sam. If you want to know get... why they're you want to oh. know why they win? Yeah. Uh, and the reason they win is because the truth is on our side, as we've said all along. They've lied to you on this issue, uh, like the covid mask issue and all that kind of stuff. And hating Donald Trump and the, the origins of the covid virus, they lied on and got caught a year later. They've been lying on this for decades, Sheriff. Yes, they have. Uh, yeah, true. And when you're talking about uh, the power and authority of the sheriff, uh, they've been lying about that. But the sheriffs, again, are part of this great awakening. And uh, that's where people can turn. Uh, and, and Sam, uh, let me tell you, this tour has really brought it out that people are waking up. And you Amen know, to that. It, it's close to what you've said. It's the resurrection tour. You've always asked for not resurrection, but restoration, and that's what this is all about. It is a restoration tour for our Constitution and for our individual liberties. Yeah, and I reject the revolution idea because I think that it has violent connotations. I understand the peaceful intent with the word, but we better be very careful. But you know what? I like resurrection, too, because it's okay. Uh, you know what? A resurrection, a restoration, really the same difference. Neither are violent. Both are peaceful, and both is really what I'm after. And I'm trying to really denote or connote, whatever the right word is there, the peaceful intent that we have on this issue. Speaking of this, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Texas Governor Abbott makes it official, Sheriff. We're going to defund cities that defund the police. Boy, I like that. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, love it. Yeah, which, which is, you know, it's in, it's pure insanity anyway uh, to, to, for anybody to think, oh, yeah, this will help. Uh, we won't have anyone uh, to investigate or, or to come to our home uh, if there's an intruder or a crime or a rape or, or even murder. Uh, the, the people just handle it themselves. Uh, but yet those are the people that says, say no one should have a gun. So what are you going to do? You can't have a gun, according to your own dogma, and you can't uh, call the police. What are you going to do? You know, it, it, oh, it's absolute insanity, Sam. My gosh. Oh, my. I couldn't so. agree more, but they're heck bent on this. And this is where I don't like to use the red-blue designator, but it, sadly it's, it's being forced to true. Red states are starting to say we're not going to tolerate the abuses of the feds. We're not going to tolerate the abuses of this violation of checks and balances. Uh, we're going to stand up. We're not going to tolerate this. We're not defunding the cops. We're not destroying government. We're not going to tolerate these abuses and, and uh, under the name of, quote, peacefully assembling, turn that into uh, protesting, which turns that into riots, which turns that into looting and pillaging and plundering and, and violence. We're not doing that. And the blue states are doubling down saying we're doing it. You've got a battle between the state of Washington and the state of Idaho right now as well, Sheriff. State of Idaho says we're not going to do critical race theory. Saying everybody's a racist is racist, and we're not teaching that in our schools, says Idaho. The state of Washington says we're going to double down in defense and codify that they must teach that in our government schools. That border is hot too, Sheriff. 
for different reasons than illegal immigration. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, Sam, um, there's stuff you were planning to talk about this, but I got something else I got to add to it whenever you're available. Uh, because there is, you talk about this great awakening. Yes. There's been even even more, and I got to talk to you about a pastor in California whenever you want to throw that in. All right, we'll do that in seconds. So I got to tell you about a Texas sheriff in addition to the Texas governor. The Texas right. governor makes it official we're going to defund cities that defund the cops. Amen to that, folks. Now, I get that there's some bad apple cops. They need to be shut down and stopped. I agree and get it. But the idea that we're going to get rid of the police, that's the only legitimate proper role of government we have for the most part, okay? The whole purpose of government was to say, I can't sit on my porch with my gun across my lap to maintain all my stuff from you know those who would try to deprive me of my life, my liberty, my property. Thus the sheriff was born. That's how government legitimately started, folks. Let's be very clear. So the idea that we're gonna defund the cops is psychotic. Greg Abbott gets it. Hopefully other sheriffs and other governors Stand up bold. Well, here's the next headline. Texas sheriff, his name is Brad Coe, warns that the border crisis is unprecedented. He says migrants are causing costly damage to ranches in my community. Now, listen carefully to the rest of this, Sheriff. The Kinney County, I think that's how you say it, K-I-N-N-E-Y, the Kinney County Sheriff's Department, which, by the way, only employs six deputies. It's that small. But said in a statement that it encountered five human trafficking cases and one stolen car in a mere 18 hours. The crisis border, or border crisis, I'm sorry, is that bad, Sheriff? Yeah, it is, Sam. And I've, I've been to the border when it wasn't this bad. Uh, I've actually walked through a drug tunnel uh, near Agua Prieta, um, the border between Douglas, Arizona, and Agua Prieta, Mexico. Uh, I've I've walked through them. I've seen the sophistication of this. I've seen how much money goes into this. Uh, I've seen the technology that goes into this. And uh, there's literally dozens of those tunnels uh, just along the Arizona border. Uh, when you go from the 2000 border from the far eastern side of Texas and the far west side of California, you're probably talking about hundreds of those tunnels <clears throat> because we, we detect about 10 to 12% of uh, all crime. So you have to uh, assume that that applies to this. But it is so chaotic there. And, and what is the propaganda from the uh, Biden administration? Oh, Biden administration? If you bring this up, you hate Mexicans, right? No, you're right. Ra- yeah, you're a racist if you say you, anything. You know, you hate Mexicans. It. That's your real problem. But but get this though, they've literally allowed the cartels to take over the border, and then if you object, you're a racist. My yeah, God. and you gotta just you gotta just understand some cartels are not acceptable. Other cartels are promoted and partnered with, right? Correct. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live, the one and only news the networks refuse to use solution. On the air today. Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Mike Fortier. Two European researchers claim they have proof Chinese scientists invented the coronavirus. London's The Daily Mail reporting today in what it calls an explosive new study. A British professor and Norwegian scientist claim to have found unique fingerprints in COVID-19 samples they say could only have been manipulated in a lab. They also find Chinese scientists reverse-engineered versions of the virus as a cover-up to make it look like the virus occurred naturally. The paper to be published in the Quarterly Review of Biophysics Discovery. Meanwhile, President Biden says we're on track to reaching his goal of getting 70% of the U.S. population vaccinated by July 4th. If we succeed, we can celebrate our independence from the virus together on the 4th of July as we celebrate our independence as a nation. And the future is only going to get brighter because there will be no doubt what America can achieve when we do it together. Biden saying yesterday our vaccination rate is now at 62%. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Jay Schrader, Super Bowl 22 champion and former Raiders quarterback. Playing professional football for 11 years beat my body up pretty bad. I've had so many surgeries on my neck, back, and shoulders and knees, I've just learned to live with constant discomfort. I tried so many products, some worked for a little while, but nothing gave me total relief until one day, a golfing buddy introduced me to SonsOfLibertyCBD.com. I used their CBD Muscle Ease, rubbed it on my hands and neck, and wow, what did it do for me? I immediately began using their other products, and I have golf pain-free for the first time in many years. I've reached out to Sons of Liberty CBD and visited their operation from farm to factory. Folks, this team walks the walk. Their motto is, for vets, by vets. I shared the product with my friend Wayne Allen Root, and now he's a fan of SonsOfLibertyCBD.com. Wayne's fans will receive a 15% discount using code WAR15 at checkout. I've told all my NFL buddies about SonsOfLibertyCBD.com, and now I'm telling you. Go to SonsOfLibertyCBD.com. When it works for you, like it did for me, we both win. President Biden's 2022 budget proposal released yesterday. The $6 trillion budget prioritizes infrastructure, education, research, public health, paid family leave, and child care. But it does not include the Hyde Amendment, the ban on using federal money in most abortions, or a $15 an hour minimum wage. Democrats may not drop plans to have January's Capitol riot investigated. Senate Republicans yesterday blocked plans for a commission of five Democrats and five Republicans to find the origins of the riot. New York Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer accusing the GOP of flip-flopping. Senate Republicans for months publicly supported the idea of a commission. But now, all of a sudden, the Senate minority and the Senate minority leader waged a partisan filibuster against the bill. He says Republicans are motivated by fear or fealty to former President Trump. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the commission would not have uncovered crucial new facts or promoted healing. CNN reporting yesterday a number of House Democrats believe Speaker Nancy Pelosi will form a committee herself to investigate the riot. This is USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, I know it's unprecedented times of evil and tyranny rising. It's also unprecedented liberty rising, ladies and gentlemen. The contrast couldn't be more poignant. Food storage. Get it, share it, eat it. But anyway, the the battle's on. People are waking up like never before. The Texas Governor Greg Abbott saying, hey, we're going to defund cities that defund the cops. You got Idaho Lieutenant Governor saying we're not wearing masks, literally defying the governor. You've got ter- ter- I'm sorry, Texas Sheriff Brad Coe saying, hey, we got unprecedented crisis at the border. It's disaster. Now, before we get to your pastor story, Sheriff, i got to tell you this. 
Do you know who Judge Wayne Mack is? <laughs> yes, no relations. Uh, I'm joking when I ask who you is, by the way. Tell the story really quick. Well, he spoke at our uh, uh, Woodlands uh, convention, and he was a huge success. And he's very constitutional, and uh, we admire his leadership a, a great deal. All right, that's right. We know him. We love him. He's a great guy. Now, I don't know if you know, but Texas judge Wayne Mack is a justice of the peace in Texas, and he's been in public service for over 33 years. Now, here's the cool part. Uh, this guy has played so many roles in Texas. It's amazing. When they didn't have a, uh, a, a corner, he literally played the role of a corner. When they didn't have a this, he, anyway, he's played a ton of roles in addition to being a judge. The guy's for real. The guy is just a worker uh, that understands liberty. Well, here's the latest headline. Judge Wayne Mack isn't backing down from prayer despite lawsuits filed against him, Sheriff. Yes, he spoke about that at the conference, and we totally back him on that, and we're standing right next to him on every bit of it. You better believe it. Anyway, I bring that up because now it's making the news, Sheriff. We've known about it, but now it's in the news, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Speaking, should be. speaking of that, you got a judge that prays, and you got pastors in California. Uh, from sea to signing sea, folks are standing up for liberty, sir. Yes, they are. And uh, Pastor um, On, Che On, spelled N-A-H, uh, pastor of the uh, Harvest Church in um, Pasadena, has sued Governor Newsom and has won $1.35 million because of Newsom's discriminatory restrictions on houses of worship, because uh, he allowed uh, other non-essential businesses to be open, like strip bars and and uh, brothels and and uh, anything that was uh, bringing in a little bit of money to the state. I guess I don't know what Newsom could possibly be thinking. He's he's not just. Uh, an idiot. Uh, he's uh, a leftist idiot uh, because he doesn't believe in his own mandates. He doesn't obey his own mandates, but he expects church. Well, he doesn't to... really think they're for him. They're just for you, buddy. Well, of course, the the peons, the ma- uh, you know, that's the peasants, correct. the peasants. That's the word. And and so, uh, Pastor on and with with his uh, backing of his church leaders uh, and a very good attorney, uh, beat. Uh, Governor Newsom, and it says Governor Newsom cannot do this anymore. Uh, I certainly hope that what happens in California goes across the country. But Sam, I watched the press uh, conference that, or or the interview that On did, Pastor On, and I want to go to his church, and I want to take you with me. I want to. Go I'm to ready to go, and, buddy. Come on. And and I want to shake his hand, and I want to tell him that every church in the country should have done the same thing including the one that you and I go to. And I want every church leader in this country to listen to what he said, because, Sam, you and I have discussed this on your show a little bit, that listen and follow this man's example. He said, this church is not run by the government. It's not run by Governor Newsom. It's uh, it's run by Jesus Christ. And Amen to that, that sir. Is exactly what I said, that every church should be saying the same thing instead of having no church at all and then requiring 
church members to be masked. Or vaccinated, which they haven't gone to, but they're looking at it, buddy. Yeah, they are. And uh, it's it's either right or it's wrong. And I'm not going to go any gray on that. I'm not going any gray on it. I'm not. It's either right or it's wrong, what Pastor Ahn has said. All right, now listen to this, though. Pastor Ahn has an interesting story, if you haven't heard about this guy. I got my information from LC.org, Matt Staver and Liberty Council defending on, doing a great job, by the way. After preaching in some of the most dangerous countries in the world, Pastor Jay Ahn is being persecuted right here in America for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the story. Yep, yep. He's an immigrant. He's a, a powerful, courageous pastor. And he is a man of God, and he is a proud American. And I am so honored. I want to be able to say that I shook that man's hand. And so I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. I'm going to try to go to that church. If you're coming with me, then come on. Absolutely, yeah. I'm coming with you. Now, yeah, after preaching good. in some of those dangerous countries, I told you that. That's this guy's story. Now he's an immigrant, Sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to bring this up because everybody says, oh, we're white supremacists. We're against everybody. We're immigrant haters and all that kind of stuff. No, we're just against illegality. Okay. And Sam, not only that, we're for everybody who's for freedom. And that's, that's really the only line you and I draw. We're for everybody. I don't care what race you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. I don't care who your daddy was. If you're for liberty, you're my brother and I'm on your team. Yeah, okay. Where in California is this church, do you know? Yeah, I think it said Pasadena. All right. So, well, I'm telling you, I agree we need to go. I'm a little scared to go to California, but I'm going to take it, the it's, hit. It says Pasadena's Harbor, Harvest Rock Church. So Yeah, Harvest Rock that, Church in Pasadena. Yeah, and the and the sheriff there was standing uh, with him. Uh, not Not probably as much as he should have, but he did. And so I want to give that shout out to Sheriff, too. But the thing of it is, this man was going to do it, regardless of who stood with him or for him. This is the courage that this man had. This is his conviction that government is to stay out of my church and that they are to protect my right, guaranteed in the First Amendment. Wow. Now, listen to this guy. He immigrated to America at five years old, Sheriff. Yeah. And he has now... um, he founded Harvest Rock Church in Pasadena, California, as you said. But then he also went on to found Harvest International Ministries. And for over 20 years, Pastor On has preached and planted churches in over 70 countries, including some of the most dangerous and heavily restricted in the world. What a great man. I want to shake his hand. Now they have over 65,000 partner churches and 162 in California alone. Yeah. Yeah. But now the Lord is pressing on him to protect his adopted country, America. Little did he know that after preaching in some of the most dangerous places in the world, he'd be persecuted right here in America for sharing the gospel of Christ. Yeah. Today, listen to this carefully, Pastor On and every single staff member and church attendees 
now are facing criminal charges of one year in jail and $1,000 in fines every day that Harvest Rock Church remains open. Well, not now. It can't be now, though, can it? Well, they've even threatened. No, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Power and water was threatened to be cut off to the churches as well. Right. Now, Pastor On says he now knows why he was called to take care of America. Anyway, the reason I tell you this whole story is our buddies, Matt Staver at LC.org, who we promote relentlessly for his incredible work, is partnering with On. And you're right, Sheriff, it's not now because of the work Matt Staver and others are doing. Yeah. And and so you have to take your hat off to, to all of them, but uh, I absolutely applaud and bow to Pastor On. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce his first name. It's spelled C-H-E with a, a, an accent over the E, so I'm not quite... If it's Che, I think it would be Che or J or Yay. I don't know. I'm not sure. But his last name, N A N H uh, has to be on, I'm sure. But anyway, regardless of how you pronounce his name, that man is an American hero. Uh, I really cannot wait uh, to attend his church service. Amen to that. Uh, we went to Chuck Baldwin's church service. Great stuff as well up in Montana. We do rove the country, telling the tale of liberty, promoting God, family, and country, speaking, talking, and helping folks understand We've got a wonderful legacy of liberty set forth by our founding fathers. And ladies and gentlemen, let's not throw it away. Let's not sell it for a mess of pottage. Let's stand tall for the sacred cause. Let's join the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Let's get it done, ladies and gentlemen, and stand tall for the cause of liberty. Shall we? Hang tight. Final segment with a good sheriff on your radio. Isn't this great? Just the two of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone, no TV. Finally, we have a chance to just talk. I mean, how long has it been? Well, first of all, we should talk about your schedule. There are a few things that could use some adjusting, but overall, I think it's going all right. Basically, I think we're doing a pretty good job of communicating, which is good. You're doing a really good job of letting me know how you feel about things. I just... I want to keep the, the lines open, if you know what I mean. Jerry, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? Oh, I was <laughs> I was just giving Emily a bottle. Who are you talking to? Emily. She's only three weeks old, and she's asleep. I know. I was just practicing. Family, isn't it about time? Isn't this great? Just the three of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Worldwide, nations have been stripped of their rights and freedoms to make their own choices in life. Choices are made for them by their government. Insane, isn't it? Attend Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? The Expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. At each and every Red Pill Expo, truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how 
how the world really works, a world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, we're talking about this pastor, Han, doing a great job in Pasadena, California, standing up, being persecuted by Governor Gavin Newsom in California. This is just why we need to recall the governor. The guy's out of control. Um, but this guy, literally Mr. Han, the pastor, doing a great job. But everybody in the church now is experiencing fines and jail time and all these kind of things. Um, they've got to stop because Matt Staver and others stood up tall with the pastor. All it takes is two or three good people doing great work, Sheriff, to make the difference more times than not. Yeah, really. And uh, you, you have to admire everybody that was involved in this. Uh, but it does, uh, bottom line, it comes down to Pastor Ron. And uh, what a Amen. great example. What a great example uh, of a true American uh, who belongs to the current and contemporary Black Robe Regiment. Uh, whether he's officially part of that or not, he is a part of it. He has stood for liberty. He has stood for his uh, congregation. He has stood for what we all should be uh, totally believing, that churches and government are not to be intermeddled, and that the government has one role, one role. Governor Newsom does not know this. That's why I call him an idiot. And uh, really, he's very strategic and, and very intelligent. But if he, if he were intelligent, he wouldn't have had those pictures taken of him disobeying his own orders. And, but you know what? Sooner or later, everybody's going well, to he either doesn't know, nonsense. He either doesn't know or he's so evil he doesn't care. I'm not really sure which at this point, Sheriff. Yeah, there's, there's some ignorance in there, but it is evil. And, uh, you know, he, he comes through honestly because he's related to Nancy Pelosi. I guess he's the nephew of Nancy but uh, it just shows that uh, uh, what, what the uh, swamp family mentality, the, the swamp family mentality of California. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a good way to put it. I was searching for the right word, but thank you. But there's so much of this going on, and is, there's so much nepotism, and there's so so much. Oh, you know, this is all part of the. Uh, Camelot families that are going to be running everything and doing all this. And it's all about money and power and greed and, and evil. And this was evil when anybody in government thinks that they can sh shut churches down. Government has one especially role. before you go on to that one role, especially when the whole founding of the United States of America is based on religious liberty. I mean, liberty as a whole, but specifically religious liberty, Sheriff. That's why it's so it, egregious and so it, it pervasive really had its and deceptive and evil. Yeah, that, it really had its originations there, no question. Uh, and, and obviously that was the first thing in the Bill of Rights where they listed the untouchables that government can't touch. But government's role is one and one only when it comes to religion, and that is to make sure that it is guaranteed an equal opportunity for one and all. That's it. They, ha they cannot get involved in it. They cannot restrict it. They cannot tell it what to do. They cannot tell it, Sam, that it must be a 501c3 or they don't have tax-exempt status. That 
is an illegal mandate, bill, act. It's pretend legislation at its zenith, and none of us, there's not a church in this country that should be a 501c3. None. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, while we're telling you the tale of, of liberty and standing with those who are promoting liberty, the government's doing just the opposite. And as Scott Bradley brought up on the broadcast yesterday, you know, if you have one uh, misstep for tyranny, you can say it's a misstep. It's not on purpose. It might be by accident. But when you have a train of abuses, a train of agenda items, it documents a charting a course, planned out methodical march, not a one-time mistake. And we're seeing this in our government. They're prosecuting everybody who believes in God, family, and country, and they're literally promoting lawlessness at every turn. You want proof of the point I'm making? Here's the next headline that articulates it. The DOJ now got caught deleting emails and other evidence in high-profile case. The the politicization of the Department of Justice that began under the Obama regime is on full speed ahead. But the DOJ may be called on the carpet for their politically biased prosecutions because the DOJ was just caught deleting emails and other evidence in a high-profile case. While gas pipelines are shut down by Russian hackers and Antifa and BLM continue to ravage the nation, the FBI, the CIA, and the Justice Department are out hunting down domestic terrorists known as Christians. They remain focused on claiming that Christians, conservatives, gun owners, libertarians, and homeschoolers are a threat while ignoring the real threats to our nation. After the 2012 elections, the DOJ colluded with deep state operatives at the IRS and the FEC, that's the Federal Election Commission, to prosecute Ron Paul staffers, libertarian groups, and conservative organizations. You probably forgot about that in America already, haven't you? But the DOJ's latest case is of great interest. Why? Because it clearly shows the agency's bias and agenda. The case is that of Ahmed Zuberi, a Pakistani-American global businessman who has been a major Democrat donor for years and has helped raise millions of dollars for guess who? Answer, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and Barack Obama. But then he broke the deep state's number one rule, Sheriff. He gave money to Donald Trump's inaugural committee, buddy. What? Yeah. So now Zuberry's under fire, being attacked by the Justice Department. You betrayed your liberal base, my friend, and you went with the Donald. While Zuberry, who has been a college Republican, gave money to others like insiders in the Republican swamp. That was okay, too. Like Congressman Ed Royce. Senator Lindsey Graham and others, you can give money to those Republicans because they're part of the swamp, too. It's okay, right? But when you give money to Trump, now they went after him. Now, in a motion filed in Zuberry's case, we find out the government engaged in obstruction of justice 
The defense is now claiming that they had evidence. <clears throat> the filing also instructed Zuberry to delete emails even while he was under investigation. And even when the judge said you can't delete those emails, they instructed him to do, the sa- to do that anyway. Both the government's inducement of Zuberry's plea deal and his persistence in arguing Bottom line is they tried to withdraw the plea, but not so fast. Now they said Zuberry is sentenced to 12 years in prison. Even though they cut sweetheart deals with others who were way more involved. And of course, they continue to ignore the corruption and illegal actions of others. Zuberry now is on the side of trying to appeal his conviction and has received support from an unlikely source, the CIA. This is an ongoing case. We'll try to keep you updated. This is going on right now, Sheriff. Do you want to respond to this? This is hard to even fathom. I don't even know how to respond to that. It's crazy. What do you think, Sheriff? The dishonesty goes both ways, Sam. Yes, it does. And- and and this is just more evidence of it, because when you when you go to the top of both parties, they're both part of all this all all of this. They are they are, and you know what? I still have a hard time when I see a Democrat running against the Republican, not hoping the Republican wins. Uh, you know, usually the Republican is standing for uh, at least some semblance of principles, uh, but when it comes right down to it, the horrible things that exist in our country. The IRS exists because of Republicans, okay? Yes, Democrats too, but let's not, let's not talk about both parties right now. The, the Republicans have continued to fund and support funding and voted for funding for Planned Parenthood. And, and so uh, the Republicans have supported the evil of a federal reserve. Let's be real about that. Uh, they have not stood strong on keeping prayer in schools, and they have not defended uh, the American people when it came to the COVID-19 mandates and ridiculous face diapers that we've been arrested for if we don't wear them. And uh, right now, they're not defending us on airplanes where pilots and uh, aviation employees are lying every time you get inside an airport about the federal law that requires you to wear a mask and that you will be punished civilly and criminally if you don't wear one. And, uh, you know, they are, they are promoting uh, the propaganda and the brainwashing. And uh, every time I get on a plane, I just sit there and bite my tongue. And is it any wonder that uh, the violence is happening on planes because the, <laughs> these airlines are promoting the agenda of the evil side and they're lying every time you get on a plane. So I am going to go and ask for a copy of the law. Uh, I am going to do that the next time I'm in an airport. So don't sit there and tell me that you're going to be enforcing some federal law. And they do say law. They'll say mandate sometime too, but they say law over and over. This is federal law, federal law. And so I'll just ask them. Give me a copy. Just of ask it. them which legislative body passed that law, may I ask, and which president signed it. 
Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yep. And if they say, oh, well, the president doesn't need to go to the legislative body to pass a law, he just created an edict, then I would say, do we have a king? Yeah, exactly. All right, there you so, have it, the, the Department of Justice dictator. failing to administer justice. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I don't know if you know, but the replacements for the Rush Limbaugh show have been found. His successors are chosen. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton will take over his 12 to 3 time slot, Sheriff. Mm-hmm. You impressed? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> more, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they don't report the news like we do, buddy. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you know, kid, look at what we've covered today and look what you will not see. I will shout out for Fox News. They did have Pastor on on uh, their show. That's where I saw it. I think it was yesterday morning. I saw Pastor on. And, and my response was, is incredibly simple. Attorney. We, we yeah. give um, praise when it's deserved. And in that case... Fox deserves praise. Yes, they do. We don't have favorites, ladies and gentlemen. It's about the principles. God, family, and country. There you go. That's all. And I will be bringing Pastor Allen up when I, you see me at the Red Pill Expo next weekend. And I'll see you there. Roger that. All right, sir. Godspeed. Thanks so much. Sheriff Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, CSPOA.org. That's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. I am Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundtable.com, our website, LovingLiberty.net, our nationally syndicated radio network with live and on-demand radio at your fingertips around the clock. Donate liberally today. We also talked about uh, RedPillExpo.org. See us next weekend live. God save the Republic of the United States of America.